listener production. Hello and welcome to Willow Talk. I'm Adam Peacock. This is Brad Haddon and we're here to talk about the Cricket World Cup and India making the final. So 10 wins in a row for India to make the final on home soil. But after a bit of a fright, Hads, from your mates in yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, a little bit. I, I thought um, India were, were outstanding once again. They've been flawless through, throughout this tournament. That Their batting was world-class, set up by their, their captain early, then a couple of hundreds in the the middle order, um, and New Zealand put up a, a fight, and and that's what they do. They're, they're one of those teams that never give up. They, they play for each other, and in the end, they fell about 50 short, but I, I thought India had the game sewn up after that massive first innings total. Yeah, they posted four for 397, and Virat Kohli, another century, his 50th 100, and Australia's eye with 105 as well, ably supported. New Zealand just couldn't get a handle, um, couldn't control India in any way, shape or form. The best of their bowlers, well, it exemplifies the problems that they had. Tim Southey, the veteran, he took three wickets. Problem is, he went for 100. So, uh, yeah, that was the issue for New Zealand, just had no bite with the ball. And then with the bat, I mean, Daryl Mitchell, who's played superbly all tournament, another century for him, 134. Cade Williamson, uh, 69. But other than that, no one really got going. Glenn Phillips with 41, but... A lot of holeouts in the in the deep, um, especially off Mohammed Shami, who took seven wickets, seven for fifty-seven for Mohammed Shami. It um, kind of has his his performance with the ball. And we'll get to Virat and we'll get to the pitch and everything. But Mohammed Shami with the ball kind of exemplified the fact that if you knew the conditions really well, you were going to take wickets. And um, yeah, Shami uh, adjusted his pace so so well and. That's, in my opinion, why he ended with seven. What about your expert eye? Yeah, I, 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 said, I think since Shami's come into the team, uh, it, it's just made this Indian team stronger. They, they've got uh, three fast bowlers that complement each other. But the, the one thing I noticed with Shami from, from other bowlers all around the world is the way he generates something out of any surface. Um, he's got a beautiful wrist. I mean, he, he can get something out of the surface if there's nothing going on. He can adjust his length to to different conditions and that's exactly what he did he he used a lot of his change-ups he used the conditions to to suit but the one thing it, it just the way he uses the ball to to get something out of the surface is amazing when when not a lot of bowlers were doing that at all we've we seen in the New Zealand innings that they struggle to get anything out of the surface and and Muhammad Shemi he just um, seems to find a way now speaking of the surface let's get to this right now before we get into the nuts and bolts of how the game is won so using a used pitch for a semi-finals. A few blow-ups going on around the world um, about the fact that they've. It, it sounds like there's collusion between curator, team, and ICC about what pitch India wanted to use. Hads, can you just tell us firstly, what's standard practice for a tournament like this? Because I understand the Australia-South Africa semi-final will also be um, staged on a used pitch, not a fresh one. Yeah, it, it's... It's an interesting one because it's this happens quite a lot um, in, in Indian conditions. They normally turn up to to a game and and the Indian captain gets their choice of of the surface they want to play on. The curator's got a couple of surfaces ready and and when they turn up for practice a couple of days out, they decide what surface they want. I see see events. My understanding was it was all independent. You should get a a fresh wicket for for a final. I was just reading through there, and they said, "Oh, it's common practice to change the 
the surface at this time of tournament. There's a, a lot of used wickets, but if it looks like a duck and sounds like a duck, it's a duck. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see how, how they get away with it. So in, in your time playing these events, like, okay, 07 you didn't play, but you were watching. You are the, the most glorified uh, uh, tourist of all time. 11 you played, 15 you played. Can you, like, can you remember in, in the big games that pitches being requested, or especially 15 by home side, or fresh ones always being used? No, not, not in a World Cup event. Um, I can remember playing a, a test matches in, in India and, and walking out, and, and Darren Lehman, I remember at one stage asking the curator, we turned up a couple of days earlier, about what surface are we on? And, and he said, I haven't decided. And he said, well, this is two days out. We, we need to look at the service. We've got to get our um, selections right. Do we need two spinners? Do we need an extra fast bowler? And he said, well, I'm not deciding on that to the Indian captain decides what surface they want to play on. And so I've seen it outside of ICC events, but yeah, not, not in an ICC event. I haven't witnessed it. Fair enough. Oh, we'll see what happens in the final then. If India get the choice, they get to the venue for the final a day early. So, um, yeah, see what happens. But anyway, I, I don't know if it, it's a bit of a moot point anyway, given how well India are performing with bat and ball. And we'll get the bat first. Very Kohli, I mean, it wouldn't matter if he's playing on a bed of nails at the moment. It sounds like he'd he'd make runs. It's his, his 50th hundred. And, and then this tournament, like talk about performing on the big stage in front of the crowd and, and playing up to it. It's his seventh time past 50 in 10 matches. It's it's quite extraordinary. And again, he just he just controlled things. He, he got a little bit of luck early with one that just got his inside edge. Apart from that, it was, he was in uh, total control. Did it look like that to you, Ads? It did look like he was in total control. And the, the way he controls the tempo of his innings is something um, that stands him out. With, with everyone else. He, he knows when to go up and down gears. He, he knows when to take the game on. He knows when to control the spinners in the middle. But the, the one thing he said after the match, which was interesting, he goes, I, I'm just playing my role. My, my role is to, to take this game really deep and allow the hitters around me do their job so they've got trust with someone at the other end. So it's a runner ball 100. It's his 50th 100, which is extraordinary for someone at his age. He goes past the great Sachin Tendulkar, who's in the crowd watching with, um, right next to David Beckham, mind you. I don't know whether he knew much about uh, Coley's record, but yeah, he, he was just an extraordinary night. It, it, I, I thought it was set up a lot by um, Rohit Sharma as well. I, I thought the only way New Zealand had a chance, they had to do damage with the new ball. And, and the way Rohit Sharma came out and got 47, I think, off 29 balls and, and just put the energy straight into Indians' innings. And from that moment on, New Zealand didn't really have an answer. They tried a lot. Um, I, I thought Kane Williamson tried. Um, to be really proactive with his bowling changes, use the spinners in the first um, power play, just trying to do something to, to stop that onslaught. But Gill was outstanding, Sharma, and Coley topped it off. Yeah, Rohit went after the big dog, didn't he? Trent Bolt, he, he got rid of him, get, got him out of the rotation quickly. Um, and Shubman Gill also, Jesus, he's good to watch when he's going. Shubman Gill, he's, he's so well balanced. Um, but he retired hurt with cramps and then came back later. What's your feel about that yeah it's a, it extreme conditions um when when you're starting to see the indian players retire hurt with, with cramp you, you know the conditions are extreme that they're, they're used to playing in the hot and humid conditions but it shows the athleticism of Virat Kohli actually to, to be able to play the way he does he runs hard between the wickets plays a really up-tempo game in those middle overs so for, for him to bat 
over a hundred balls and spend that time there and and not fatigue as as much as the young uh, Gill. So it was um yeah, it was extraordinary physical effort from him. But yeah, the conditions there are quite extreme. I know they're extreme. I just don't like the fact that a a player. It, I'm not just saying this because as an Indian player, I would, I would say if it was an Australian player, I, I'm uncomfortable with the fact that you can retire hurt with cramp and then come back. I don't think it's right. Even to come back at number seven yeah. when all the other batsmen no, played? If, if your condition deteriorated, fair enough if you get a hit, hit to the head or you've got a cut that needs kind of stitching up or whatever like that, but if your condition gives way, and it's unfortunate, but his condition gave way, I, I don't see why you can go and replenish yourself and then come back a bit low because... Then we're going to get to the fact that, oh, I'm feeling a bit tired. Oh, cramp. No one can prove it, cramp. Oh, cramp. I'll, I'll, I'll come back at the back end. I'm hitting them pretty well, so I'll just have a bit of a rest now. I, I just don't like the, the idea that you can do it. Yeah, you, you can look at it that way. And, and it's it's something you don't normally see in the game, actually. You, you don't often see people come coming off with cramp. Oh, I can't remember last time I've seen someone come off with, with cramp. Maxi decided to do the, the salmon um when when he was craving so he legislated on the middle of the field like a plank um so yeah I, you, you don't often see it so yeah I, i'm it must be extreme for, for someone like gill to, to come off the batting the way he was on 70 um looking like getting 100 in a world cup semi-final to to go off it, it must have been a pretty extreme yeah and again if <laughs> i'm not having to go at should mcgill i'm not having to go to india uh, before our comments fill up with people from India just getting into us. So I was typical Aussies always whinging about something. It, 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 I'm having to go at the rule. That's what I'm having to go at. Anyway, the rule's the rule, how it is. How New Zealand responded, I mean, it was it was always going to be difficult, especially difficult when Conway and Ravindra went for, for not many. Even though Daryl Mitchell was outstanding and Kay Williamson tried hats, I felt like the game was totally beyond reach when those top two went. Yeah, I, I sort of felt the same. I, I thought Conway had to, to play one of those innings we've seen him, him play at the start of the tournament, a, a big hundred. He's he's one guy that, that does score quick and, and keeps the game moving forward. So, yeah, once they fell um, short, it, it was a tough mountain to climb. Mi- Mitchell's been outstanding through the tournament. That's his second hundred uh, against India. Plays spin as well as anyone in the competition it just was it was just too big um the, the total was uh too much for for new zealand they tried hard and they always do um they, they compete right to the end um they're, they're a great team in tournament play we've seen that for uh, the last few world cups where they're there and thereabouts. so yeah that, they tried hard uh, it was just too big a total with a, a class bowling attack it's it's pretty flawless this indian team at the moment they've got three world-class spinners that got two spinners that complement each other a finger spinner and, and a wrist spinner so yeah they, they put up a, a good fight but in, in the end it, it was he was never really a total they're going to run down and overall for new zealand as well it it, it lucky it it showed that they can take care of business against the teams they're meant to take care of business against i mean they, they opened against england and everyone went whoa okay either england are really crap or new zealand are really good and it was a bit of both but they lost five games at this World Cup, one to Pakistan on the DLS, so that was a hard one to tell, but the others against the other three semi-finals, so they've lost India twice, Australia and South Africa, so that kind of shows that they're, they're okay against the, the not-so-good sides, and they, uh, they they struggled even though we only beat them by that much, um, yeah, against the, uh, the, the better sides, but India to the final. Um, Hads, before we get to a break, we've got to 
heap of quotes and uh, stats to get through. Just a, a, your take on the semi-final. So if you're listening to this um, after the semi-final, please excuse us. But um, Australia, South Africa, what's your gut feel the way they're going to go? They're going to go with Marnus and, and not Marcus. So Stoinis out, Labuschagne in. My gut feel, uh, Adam, is I'm really nervous about the weather. Um, there's, there's extreme um, there's extreme weather warning in Calcutta with, with um, cyclones. So that that's something that um, yeah I'm a little bit nervous about. And I, I think the selection, obviously, as you asked there before, it'll, it'll come down to Marnus and and Marcus. So and and I think that'll be wicket dependent. If you get a really really flat surface and need the bowling option, I, I think Marcus Stoinis is will be at the front of the list. Um, you can play the power game at the at the back. The only real Achilles heel we've had during this tournament is, is our overs 11 to 40. Um, we've, we've, at times, we've been really good at the top. We've been good at the back end with it, with our batting. But if you're looking to fix that, Marnus Labuschagne is, is probably our best player um, in the tournament in those in those moments. Um, Steve Smith came good last game, which is a really good sign. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Marnus will, will play if, if they're looking to strengthen that middle order and and, and get some runs from eleven to forty because it's a, it's been a problem for South Africa. I, I, I just in the back of my head we have a laugh about it about their record in semi-finals, but the back of my head I think well eventually shit like that gives way, and secondly their middle order is as good as a middle order that they've ever had in in one day cricket. So I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a it's a difficult one to line up. Yeah, it is a difficult one because South Africa have got a really well-balanced team and we've seen um, at stages of the tournament that their batting is as brutal as, as any team in the competition. Um, but it, it's whether they believe, do, do they believe that they can, can beat Australia? Um, they've, they've already beaten us once um, d- during this tournament, so they'll, they'll take a lot of confidence from that. Um, and, and do they have battle scars? Um, is it, do they still hold... Um, Mental demons from two th- uh, from ninety nine. Um, it's been going on since then. So it's only they can only they can answer that. And as as you said, that that they're getting closer to to being able to solve that issue. So is is tomorrow the the opportunity for that? I, I'm not so sure. I think Australia are just starting to peak at the the right time. I, I thought there's some really good signs in the last game um, that that things are starting to come good. Mitch Marsh is is back and, and playing well at the top. Um, Steve Smith's innings was a really important one for me because it looked like he got a bit of his mojo back and he controlled those middle overs where we need him. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm back in Australia. They've got a good team, South Africa, but I, I think we're just going to be too strong in, in a big um, event. Fingers crossed. Just having a look quickly at the weather forecast after 2 o'clock, it's like 30 20% chance of rain throughout the evening. One thing I will say... Just a little bit of humidity around it. At uh, 9pm, there's forecast to be 90% humidity in Kolkata, so you can have that. So I hope uh, Max is drinking his um, pickle juice and electrolytes before he goes out there again and does the plank cramp. Um, we're going to have a little spell for a sec, back in a moment with some stats, plenty of them, about India's big win. Had the lovely tweet from uh, Sachin Tendulkar, whose record was broken for one-day international centuries by Virat Kohli, 50 for Sachin's 49, 50 for Virat. 
Uh, he tweeted, the first time I met you in the Indian dressing room, you were pranked by other teammates into touching my feet. I couldn't stop laughing that day, but soon you touched my heart with your passion and skill. I'm so happy that a young boy has grown into a Virat player. I couldn't be happier that an Indian broke my record to do it on the biggest stage in the World Cup semi-final at my home ground is icing on the cake. Oh, it's poetic from the great man. Ew, what a lovely thing to, to write. Yeah, and, and Virat Kohli referenced him at, at the end of the match. I mean, he came down and and they embraced it at the end of the match, obviously excited about um, going through. But to, to break the record and to have the great Sassan Tendulkar in the stand obviously means a, a lot to not only just Virat Kohli, but all, all of India to, to see two greats of the game embrace the way they did and, 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 ce- and celebrate what, what is an extraordinary moment to, to score 50 one-day hundreds. And, and the pace in which he did that, I think he did it 100 games um, quicker than than the great Sachin Tendulkar. So, yeah, yeah is, is this the last time India are going to see Virat Kohli at a big event? Were they um, witnessed it, obviously, greatness and breaking the record, but were they witnessing the last time Virat Kohli's going to play in a World Cup? So, yeah, it was um, exciting for everyone involved, but it was great to see Tendulkar brace him at the end of the game. Yeah, lovely. On Beckham as well, you, you sort of... They cut to him a couple of times. He's actually over there for UNICEF. They cut to him a couple of times and he looked like the most bored man on earth when, you know, when you get stuck at those games or whatever and you you, you actually end up sitting next to someone that you don't know. He just looked like he, when Sachin wasn't around, when Sachin was off doing his thing, <laughs> poor old Bex was sitting there going, yeah, I get myself into this. Anyway, uh, enjoy it. Just roll with it. I'm sure you'll, you'll get over it. Rohit Sharma. Uh, interesting comment here has, we were very calm, even though we were a bit sloppy on the field. We knew there would be pressure on us. So, yeah, even um, even it looks like they're steamrolling everyone, that there's a bit going on in their heads. Well, it was interesting to um, watch Rohit Sharma throughout the bat innings um, when he was sitting in the dugout. He, he was very animated. Um, you, you could see at times he, he he was in deep conversation with the 12th and 13th man and, and they'd run messages out. But, yeah, it... it he is a calm character, though. He is someone that takes a lot of the anxiety out of the change room and, and allows players to, to pro- perform their skills. But he was a lot more animated than he has been in, in, in the past. And, and that just comes with the, the enormity of the event. Um, he's a home captain uh, in, in a World Cup trying to get into a final. So I, I thought his batting was outstanding. He, he only got 47. But the way he, he took the game on and, and took the big dogs off, took, took bolts on, took Saudi on and just set the tempo um, straight away for India and, and said to New Zealand, you, you're in a contest today, we're, we're coming hard. So, yeah, he was. Uh, it was good leadership from um, Rohit Sharma. Uh, Mohamed Shami, the wicket was very good. Lots of runs were scored in the afternoon. There was some fear of dew. The grass had been shaved off from the wicket. If the dew was there, it skids on. There's a chance runs could have been made. But, again, that, that points to how good he was to manipulate the conditions. Hads with um, same position, um, Speed of delivery, wrist position, all those things. He's 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 a master in those conditions. And uh, Kate Williamson, disappointing to go out, but super proud of the effort that's gone into the last seven weeks. The effort was there, but uh, India are top class. They have world class batters who didn't give us a sniff, really. So pretty uh, pretty to the point there from Kate Williamson. Okay, some stats, ads. You want to listen to them? Here we go. Yeah, with Baton. Okay, Virat Kohli broke Sachin Tendulkar's record as. 673 runs, which was the most that the single edition of the World Cup in 2003. Kohli became the first man to score over 700 at a single edition. So that's pretty impressive, first up. 
even though Sachin in 2003, what happened, Hats? They lost. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Mumbai hosted four day-night contests at the tournament, three being won by the team batting first. Is that a usual thing? Yeah, it is. There's good surface there to, to bat on in the day. You get extreme temperatures. Uh, yeah, and it, that's why the, um, we were talking before the game and how important the toss was. So India still had to post a, a big total knowing it was going to be good batting conditions. But, um, yeah, the toss was very important to, to put runs on the board there at Waikati. Yep. Uh, Rohit Sharma, the first batter to hit 56s in World Cups. Mohamed Shami now has four five-wicket hauls in World Cups, the most for any bowler. Three of them have come in this edition. And India registered the highest score by a team in a World Cup knockout game, four for 397. Cup of factors there, I reckon. The T20 effect. Totally taking over. It's like two games of T20 almost in in the one uh, knock, and the technology as well. So the bats, yeah, yeah, the bats. Uh, obviously, the and, and the skill of the the batsman has has grown over time as well. Some of the shots that the one day player can play, would you'd never dream of um, um, playing in the past. He, he, the interesting one there is is Rohit Sharma. He he's hit the most um, ODI six sixes in in the world. You, and when you see Rohit Sharma go out to bat, you don't see him as a as a power hitty hitter. You see him as a like an elegant opener. Yes, he can take the the game away from the bowler. But uh, you think of Chris Gale or, or players like that to have the most sixes. But for for Rohit Sharma to to clear the rope the most, and now to get the most fifties in in a World Cup event, yeah, it's uh, to me that 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 sat there shocks me a little bit. Pretty impressive. Um, David Warner, by the way, uh, last bit of news. Con- uh, considering continuing his white ball career beyond the end of the World Cup, of course, red ball test career over in January. But, um, yeah, sounds like he's, he's pretty keen to play in that T20 World Cup next year. Yeah, it was, it was interesting to see that. Um, wonder if that'll change uh, depending on whether Australia make the, the final. If Australia make the final and, and win the World Cup, like we're all hoping, I... I wonder if that'll be a, a perfect swan, swan song um, for, for David Warner. He's already got the 2020 World Cup. Does he want to go and uh, defend that tournament? Um, I, I think it'll all depend on what happens over the, the next couple of days. If Australia can get to the final and, and win, um, yeah, I, I'd imagine that'd be a great time for, for someone who's arguably um, our best white ball um, uh, player. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of days. Going to take a massive effort to get past India in the final, but India are through. It's up to Australia or South Africa to join them uh, when the semi-final happens in Kolkata. Now, I haven't spoken to the producers yet, Hads, but I'm, if there's no result, I, I think we skip one and wait for a, a definitive result before we do the next one. But as it stands right now, we'll be back tomorrow morning to do a review of the Aussie semi-final. Sound good? Yeah, we'll we'll be back tomorrow morning to talk about Aussie's Aussie win. Um, let, let's hope the headlines another dominant display from the Australians and they're into another final. Um, I I think they're peaking just at the right time. I, I think um, they're on top of their game. Um, Zampa's outstanding. Uh, Mitchell Stark's freshened up, and I, I just think they're ready to play the perfect game. Um, they've they played really good in, in patches. There's some things that they need to work on, and and, and I just think it's coming together at the right time. Confident as always about Australian chances, Bradley Adden. Thank you for that, mate. Have a good day. Stay safe. That was Willow Talk World Cup Edition, India through. A perfect 10 wins from 10.